Hey guys, welcome to the No Ideas Original Sports Show. I'm here, I'm Kenyatta, I'm here with Theo and Reem. How y'all doing? All is well. Good. Good. Hey Theo, you were just talking about those fights. I caught the one they said was the fight of the year. You you caught that one? Yes, I did. Um, took that Lubin fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, against Fen, 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 Fentura, Fenata, Fenata, yeah. yeah, so good fight. Very good fight, the same fight. Um, I thought that would be a tough fight for Lubin. I like Lubin, uh, but God, sometimes it's too long, too yeah. tall, and just, you know, just too active and too skilled enough for a guy at Lubin's height. It's very weird, she got like a guy like a welterweight, like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, welterweight, is just like, this guy's taller than Tommy Hearns, man, Tommy Hearns like 6'2". I thought it was interesting because I think he hadn't been hit. He really hadn't been hit prior to that fight. Right, right, right. Agree on that. You know, he yeah, got right. dropped too. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch um, um, Glovkin set up for the basically his his um, third bout with Canelo? Yes, I, I caught that as well. Um, for forty oh five, I think he looked at his body looked at, looked at fantastic. He was in great shape, man. For forty oh five, though. For guy in four and fighting two years, um, he said I still have a, a, a hard chin. He still punches hard. He was in great, great shape. Uh, Triple G. Um, that being said, he came on late. Before he fought, he fought a top tier fighter, the Murata. But he still gets hit too easily, man. I can't see him beating Canelo for a third fight if it's possible. They have to have a trilogy fight. I don't see him beating Canelo, man. Not as close to standing in front of him. I gave him a chance to get knocked out, but right now he gets hit too easily for, with any shot. Triple G, yeah. you know. But I do think he'll, I do think he'll beat uh, Charlo and Andre though. That's for sure, but not Canelo. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a money grab for him. Probably be the, the final fight or something like that. Yeah, he deserves that, man. He deserves that. Payday and then walk away. Exactly. Time exactly. exactly, man. Okay. So we listen, we've been we've been off for a couple of weeks, but there's been like a flurry of NFL trades and all types of stuff going on. I mean, out of the stuff you've seen, which ones do you think would be the most? I would say the most impactful out of the ones out there. Most interesting for me uh, would be Tyreek Hill going to Miami because Justin Natua. That's going to be. I understand he got the money. But that's going to be a big, a big adjustment. So that should be interesting. You got the payday. We'll see how Miami is with him. My Jets was going after him, but I guess he he ultimately chose Miami over the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had some 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 funny words talked about the Jets was never really in contention. But he'll find out when he got a quarterback who he can't get the ball. There's a big difference between Patrick Mahomes and Tua. Yes, yeah, I agree Agree on that. Um, I'm sorry, but I, I, I won't go. I think the Sean Watson man got better to leave for like, what two years? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let, let's see. He still has it, and now he, he's on a team where um, he's around a lot of good talent, man, from a lot of key uh, positions for the receiver spot, running back, good O line, a very solid young tight end. So he got weapons, man. He, you know, so. Uh, Interesting to see if he still has that touch and still has that skill, a high level skill set to uh, perform at a high level with an added talent around him. So I'll say the strong Watson for sure. Yeah, I, I I like watching. I I think I think it was smart for the Texans to like hedge their bet though and sign um this guy's backup um was 
I forgot who it was they signed as a backup. Was it Jacoby Brissett or something that became a backup? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Could be, I'm not quite sure on that. We'll go back in a minute. I'm not quite sure on that. Yeah. But, I, I, but they, 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 can all, they, have, they have a lot of good uh, draft picks for that trade. So good for them to be built. Yeah. What do you think of the the, the, the Giants signed um signed a, a quality backup? What's, what's his name? But it's interesting that looks what's his name? Um, the guy that used to be the, the quarterback for the San, from San Diego before Justin Herbert. Yeah, he, but uh, Tyrod Taylor. Is it yeah. So Tyrod Taylor is the backup for the Giants. The only thing is they're saying that the coaching staff, because remember Taylor was on Buffalo too. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff is really familiar with Taylor and he's really familiar with the offense. Somebody said it might actually be an open competition. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. For some reason, Taylor, he always seems to find his way in these positions where he gets opportunities and then unfortunately he'll get hurt or whatever the case may be and he'll lose that spot. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Taylor is a very good mid uh, mid gap uh, quarterback, but uh, if you dabble, you can't you can't have um, Daniel Jones coming off the uh, beating back. I should say you got you got to start him. You got to start him being a new co- new coach in New City. Guys, I guess you know the, the city the team more familiar with um, Daniel Jones, but I don't see Taylor starting over Daniel Jones. Even even if he's better though, but I think uh, Jones should start when season when season comes for sure. Do you think the Giants are fully committed to Daniel Jones, though? Uh, uh, for me, the also looking in, I, w- I would say no. Yeah, no, I think seem like it. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that right now they they what they're trying to do is this guy's probably trying to evaluate him, so they'll give him a fair shot this year because they didn't pick up that last year option. They didn't pick yeah, up that. I don't think option. they're fully committed to him. I think he had those those years of fully commitment first year two years or whatever it is but now i think it's fair game but like um like theo mentioned i would go with daniel jones just so you he's he's the younger quarterback and you want to see what you have in him if anything and if it doesn't work out you put taylor in to finish the season and then you look for you know a new quarterback in the offseason yeah exactly Right. Exactly. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, some some interesting things have happened. Um, the Saints signed Jameis Winston back, and I finally told um, the other guy that he's a tight end that he's not going to be playing quarterback this year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got his name too. Yeah, he, he, he was okay. Yeah, he was uh, going to get some gadget plays. Yeah, I'm drawing a back by his name, but I know that he's talking about Hill, Sutton Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah, Taysom Hill, right, right. The one where they let Taysom Hill to help know that he'll be playing the, um, the tight end. So yeah. I think that'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be interesting. Um, backup, you know, quarterback, the tight end. Tim yeah, he, that, that, that was Sean Payton, you know, just, you know, being different. Man, not Sean's out of there, you know, the new coach coming in there is not trying to, you know, have the same vision Sean Payton had. So yeah. I, can see, I, I can see that. Plus, I think another thing is Hill... Um, didn't he get paid? He got he got decent money. So yeah. he can't have this guy off the field right. <laughs> you know, collecting his right. check. Right. So I guess that's part of it why they're like we, we might as well try him at, at other positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that they they um they got him they got him out there, but I think that he has some kind of clause in his contract too where if he played X amount of snaps as a quarterback, he'd get more money or something. So they probably Fix yeah, that right now. Right in and fullback this year. Yeah. yeah. 
You're not gonna mess up the cap for Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, we got um, Winston back, and we got Mariota back as a starter on the Falcons. Now, listen, who would you know? Jameis Winston and Mariota have fell out of favor, but both those guys back as starters this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know what we could expect out of Mariota because I mean, we haven't really seen much of him in the last couple of years. We've seen him backing up. But um, do you guys expect a lot from Mariota? I don't. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I thought he had his. He, he had multiple opportunities at this point. I, I don't want to say he's done, but I'm not uh, sold on him or anything like that. Yeah, I think Mario had his chance to show and felt that he could be a high level quarterback. But uh, you know, a lot of you know, of course, yeah, he'll have his moments where he'll he'll play above his head and. And have a good game, certain games during the week. But you know they don't. They all rebuilding with him in Atlanta right now. You got to rebuild, start fresh. So you know, want to have experienced uh, quarterback who uh, knows the game and know how to manage the game. That's what you want. We try to rebuild. He's have somebody who can manage the game. We probably still a few wins at the same time. You know, rebuild for the future. Yeah. Um. We got a couple of other guys. What do you think about Matt Ryan on Indianapolis? Uh, to me, I think he's an upgrade over Carson Wentz because we we know that was a Matt Ryan. Although he may not be the same Matt Ryan, he can still throw the ball. Like mm-hmm. he's not he's not gonna hurt you. That he's gonna be on the field. Right. Like, you know, so right away you're already ahead of the game. Even if he's, like you say, he's not going to be the same Matt Ryan. Even a subpar Matt Ryan on the field is better than a Carson Wentz for two or three games and, and off the field. Yeah, it, it just, it's definitely a, 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 a great. Um, I, I actually like it, you know, honestly. honestly yeah, I, I think Matt Ryan could be a dangerous quarterback. He's sure to be a dangerous quarterback. He plays the ball. He's played a lot of, you know, playoff games. Um, and what I like is, I think that he's in a position where, as a coach, because uh, uh, they have, coach have, they, they can uh, kind of manage his, his attempts. He ain't got to go out there and throw the ball 40 times, 30 times, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I think the coach could have him maybe throw 25, maybe 30 times. They have a good running game. They have a good, very good running back, probably best running back in the league. Yeah. A very good O-line. A very creative running back, a very creative uh, offensive scheme, a very good defense. So, um, it could, it could be a dangerous, dangerous um, team, man, come playoff time. Yeah, I heard he's trying to um, lure Julio Jones over there, too. Get his own yeah, why ball. not? Why mm-hmm. not? Got, got chemistry. Why not? Yep. This one kind of confused me. I, I mean, this guy must have, like, nine lives. Carson Wentz on the commanders. Like, this guy's gotten so many chances. It's, like, unbelievable. Like, I, I watched him on, on the Colts, and... They had, I watched, I actually watched Hard Knocks, that end season one with him. Mm-hmm. They needed to win those games. And mm-hmm. he knew they needed to win the games. And he just went out there and lost the game. Lost it, right. Right. I mean, I don't know what was going on. And he hasn't won anything. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Think about it. He, if you think about it, he's never won big, any big game. Nick Foles won it. That was him won the, um, won the playoffs and championship games. So Carson Wentz has never actually won a big game ever. And I don't think Wentz is terrible. I think he, when he's on the field, he's actually, you know, a decent quarterback. It's just at this point, you can't trust him to stay healthy. 
So you're gonna have him a game, two games, whatever it is, and and then he's down. But he's he's not a bad quarterback. He's he's just not durable. His best year was his first year in, in with, the, with the Eagles. But I think what it is is that he got over over evaluated, being a high level draft pick in the first round. And now we've seen a lot of years of him, you know, being a solid, solid, a best quarterback. Yeah. But he doesn't really, really make good decisions, you know. He, he kind of like he has a happy feet. He could throw, he could throw the ball in double teams and stuff like that. So you know, um, Wentz is okay. I think, the, I think if you're a uh, com- Commanders fan, you're kind of upset because right after they traded for him, it was like a snowfall of uh, QB um, yeah. trade transactions happened. I'm quite sure they go back in time. They'd rather have, you know, with Sean Watson yeah. or Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. like that, even even a Jameson. I think they like, they should got Jameson yeah. instead of getting just say getting him. But I got a name for you. I, I would I would have liked Baker Mayfield more than I like Carson Wentz. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at this point his career, I, I can see that. Yes, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So if you look at it, it's not a lot of positions still open. You got Russell Wilson in Denver. I think that was a great move. Yeah. Man, yeah. But revitalize his career. Who's the Seahawks quarterback right now? That's that's a question. One of us may be able to try out. Is it, <laughs> yeah, right. Is it, um, <laughs> is it is it Drew Locke? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, he's a, he's on the roster, so you can stay here for now. <laughs> you know, shit for now. But if he's starting though, I mean, he definitely rebuild. They all rebuild. I mean, everybody's gone. You know. Yeah. They may trade Metcalf to the Jets, so let's see if that happens. Yeah, yeah. Metcalf is a free agent at the end of this year, right? Him yeah, AJ Brown. I mean, you see, they got rid of Bobby Wagner. They let him walk. Yeah, uh, yeah, that you was know. tough. And the Jets were able to sign that uh, starting corner read away, so mm-hmm. definitely in re- rebuilding mode. Right. Some of these other moves, I think they're minor moves, but I, I think they'll help. Like, um. Not really minor. I think Juju Smith-Schuster going to Kansas City will help him. It's not going to be the same as Tyreek yeah. Hill, but you at least have a guy that's pretty dependable with catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that'll help. I do think they still need to add another receiver over there. Somebody somebody else that, that's a little dependable or something besides him because I, I don't. you're not going to be able to do it with Smith-Schuster and, um, and just the tight end. That's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. With Hill, I like them, but I think in the playoffs, their their offense became a little bit predictable. Like teams were just sitting on on Hill, you know. So I think just mixing it up for them is a is a it's a good opportunity. It it might be one of those things where you know how like um and this is one of the thing credits I got to give Aaron Rodgers for. It might be credit to have not a, a great receiver, but a bunch of good receivers because Aaron Rodgers throws the ball to anybody's out there. And, you know, I forgot to mention that trade, which was huge. Um, Devontae Adams. Yes. Yeah, that, was, that was big. I was surprising, too. Surprising. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams, well, he got back with his old college running mate, so they, they seem happy about that. Mm-hmm. But. I don't the surprisingly thing about it, you didn't see Aaron Rodgers say one negative thing or have any upset. Well, it's probably partially because he got that um, gazillion dollar deal yeah, that he got paid. Yeah, it's a mil per season. That's a yeah. lot of money. I don't think he could really complain too much, but 
is certain quarterbacks I noticed that they're able to spread it around to a whole bunch of different receivers. And I think sometimes it's, it's better for them as opposed to locking in on one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Is this guy back as the offensive coordinator? Because supposedly he was like, it was well, a be, be enemy, be, right? Yeah, yeah, Bear to be is back. Yeah, he's back. Well, he's back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean I, he might be on a short leash. Because I, I know even last year, right, there was a possibility he wasn't going to return. Because him and, him and uh, Mahomes apparently – they don't necessarily get along. I think I think some of that it seems like to me, like when I, when I watch Mahomes stuff or something, like he still is. He got a lot of accolades quick, and got yeah. a lot of stuff quick. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to take nothing away from him, but he still doesn't have that level of maturity. Like, you watch some of these other guys, even though they don't seem like they're the greatest or something, but it's things that they do that work really well. Like Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't have the pass, he's gonna throw to the running back every single time. Mm-hmm. he's not going to try to force it between two def- two defenders or throw it 89 yards down the field to see if this right. guy can catch up to it or something so I think some of the stuff probably with Mahomes might be that the enemy he's trying to dial back on some of that stuff maybe try to run some safe plays because Mahomes mm-hmm. he definitely he lost that game to the Bengals yeah they said um they said those plays that they ran because remember they ran some questionable plays this dude the enemy like they tried to tell him that they were against running those particular plays because they hadn't even practiced them much mm. so, supposedly that's the rap on him is that he doesn't listen to his his players he's often wow. they'll tell him what they see during the game yeah supposedly he just held bent on on my way or the highway you know, I think they were saying that's what's actually preventing them from from landing these head coaching jobs. Uh, it could be could be possible. I mean, it definitely definitely could be possible. He's got to he's definitely got to understand that you know even though you're the coordinator, the guys on the field could see some things different than what you see. Plus, too, you you always got to like put the quarterback and the players in the comfort zone where you're running the plays they like to run and stuff. Yeah, I think it's got to be a good balance there. Because if not, dudes aren't going <laughs> to gonna respect you. Well, I will tell you this. Without Tariq Hill, if they don't, if they don't, not in the mix this year, he won't be back next year. Somebody, right. Somebody's going to take the lumps on this one. And Mahomes, yeah. they're not getting rid of him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not quitting. Line, so. I'm sure. It won't be Andy Reid either. Nope. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about um, Bruce Arians stepping aside for Todd Bowles? I think he, and maybe he did. I think he should have let Tom Brady know first. I, and again, you know maybe what? he did. I, I heard some rumor that that um seemed seemed a bit strange for me. Brady announces he's coming back, and then Arians, you know, they announce he's going to the front office. But who knows? Maybe uh, Brady prefers Bowles falling that, out. That's what I heard. I heard that Brady prefers to not have Arians. That Arians does a lot of stuff where he now belittles players in the media. And Tom Brady's not exactly keen on that. Whereas we we seen Todd Bowles before. He's not gonna say much either way. Yeah, he's just gonna have that look on his face. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> look of bewilderment or something. He's he's confused as to what happened too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, basically, Tom Brady might be out there coaching, at least the offense. And that might be what he prefers to. Yeah, <laughs> to it be. Might be. 
Because yeah, Bowles is a defensive coach. We know that. Right. So Tom Brady probably has free reign to do whatever he wants on the offense. Well, well, Byron, I bet still there, so they'd be, they be fine. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. These guys have a, they have a love-hate, love-hate relationship, uh, Bruce Arians and um, Brady. But it still yeah. seems fishy. It still seems like Brady is a, a, a spoiled brat. Just getting, just, just getting his way, you know. Now he has a coach who's, um, who's um, giving him blame, right, rightfully so. Yeah. You know, so he can't take it or he don't like it. You know, or he prefer to have a coach who just uh, kisses behind majority of the time. Yeah. Well, he got that, and um, and this guy here, you know, the coach, he got that for sure. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Ty Bowles ain't gonna challenge him. Yeah, either. not at all. Not at all. Hey. Still, you gave me the perfect transition to transfer over to basketball. Yes, sir. Brats, uh, there's a guy on the Knicks named Julius Randle. <laughs> and from every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they won a game and he threw the ball. I'm like, yeah, he's sitting on the end of the bench with a tile on his head. I mean, and the thing is that that what he's not realizing, at least I don't see it, and I'm, you all see it, is that when he's not playing, they're not hurting. So it's one of those things where it's like, you got all the tantrums you want, but it's not like the Knicks need you to be there or without you, they fall apart. A lot of times without you, the game flows a little better. Younger guys are more involved. The ball's me, not stopped. For so, me, his tantrums are, are twofold. On one hand, I'm, I'm excited about it in the sense that I'm hoping the tantrums cause him to get traded, but on the other hand, the, the tantrums might be holding him back from being traded because other teams are watching. You know, he just got a four-year, what, $117 million extension. At the very least, these teams are going to, they're going to want to know what they're investing in, you know, is, is solid. Yeah. And to see a guy slapping clipboards out of people's hands or computers, mm-hmm. right? Not picking Obi topping up off the floor, you know, when he gets knocked down, like you said, sitting on the bench. They say on on uh road games, he doesn't even come out of the locker room to to like be with the team until the game is about to tip off. He does his warm ups and everything in the back by himself. This is, I heard that he sits by himself when he eats too, even like when they all dine, he goes and sits off to the side by himself and everything. Like he he's out there. Yeah, he got he got to go. That's it. Enough, 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 man. You guys just said, you guys just said a whole lot for one guy, you know. And, and the most telling thing about this whole situation is interviews you hear from quickly, and even R.J. Barrett who talks about you know guys is happy, guys playing together. Yeah. And, and there's no tantrum. And you guys, they all talk about Julius Randle in these post game interviews, man. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about Julius Randle and how he acts. His his sentiment, the maturity, how 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 to get the team is better off. What I have to deal with that. And both, um, you know, uh, RJ Barrett said that, and um, Cook said that in different interviews. So um, it's time for him to go, man. New York City have had enough for him. It's time for him to go. And so. then we uh, we didn't even talk about the infamous thumbs down. Oh and, yeah. You know, he's been fined over a hundred thousand dollars, I think. This mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to telling the fans to shut the fuck up thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to burst the bubble, man. But I was reading the the Leon Rose interview today. I don't know if you guys caught that one. So Leah, they asked Leon Rose about Julius Randle and about Tibbs, 
and supposedly I don't know why he wants to. I guess maybe it's to save face. Julius Randle is saying that he wants to come back. That that he had, and of course, um, Leon Rose said he's still a 2010-5 guy. If you look at his numbers, he said that he wants to come back, and that he had some issues this year, uh, a down year, probably some personal issues. I don't know if you guys seen it where they showed his Instagram where his wife is even removed from there. I don't know if he's having some issues at home too. Yeah, that, he, I'm following the whole team. Yeah, I'm following the team. Took his wife down. That's the only people I saw, and I think it's him and his son. So he might be having some issues or something. I don't know if that gets him to come back or not. Then as far as Tibbs, Neon Rose is like, Tibbs is one of the best coaches in the league. They play better with Tibbs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Defensively, they work hard. But I think that some, I think some of that is the players themselves. Like, if you look at the makeup of some of these guys and you look at the way some of these younger guys play and stuff, if I'm the Knicks, I probably would go in a lot of different directions with a lot of things. Like, for one thing, there's no reason to sign Mitchell Robinson back. Because I yeah. think I think the other kid that they brought in, literally, for one thing, he's definitely smarter from the neck up. That's definitely, and he's, he's it seemed to me like he might be one of the strongest players in the whole of basketball. I like um, it, but I'll sign and trade him depending on what I can get for him. Yeah, it's, I not because he's, it's not because he's bad. It's, he's another guy who has question marks all above him in terms of durability. In every game, I see Mitch on the floor hobbling, and so I, I don't know how durable he is. Um, I don't even know what type of contract he's looking for. But I wouldn't overpay for him, that's for sure. I wouldn't mind bringing him back, but I wouldn't overpay for him. I, I watched those games with that big kid from Texas, and I watched oh, players. Eric Sims? Yeah, and I watched players avoid going to the basket when he was there. I watched him knock, knock superstar players down, block all types of people's shots, finish that rim, and he, he's strong. He's a real strong kid. He plays like he doesn't even know who any of these guys are. Maybe yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which is somewhat good, you know? Yeah, he's not starstruck. He yeah, I, I don't know if he realizes who he's playing against. Yeah. I mean, you get him out there at the price that he's getting paid for a couple of years. Maybe he develops a little more, a lot. But you know what? I kind of like where he's at with some stuff because I don't want him shooting jump shots, you know? Stay around there blocking shots and rebounding mm-hmm. or something. You know, you knock down a five-footer, a 10-footer top and keep finishing. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what they need. And listen, right now, I watched them play, like you said, I watched them play against some star players, and they just running into him and he banging them to the floor and all types of stuff. He don't seem phased. They seem upset, but right back there blocking people's dunks and all types of stuff. I think so. they got a lot of decisions to make. First one is, like you said, Mitch. Do you re-sign him or not? I personally, I wouldn't overpay for him. If it's a relatively decent contract, maybe. Yeah. Again, it's not his skills. This is for me. It's his durability. Yeah. And to me, Randall has to go. You got to get him out. Which the Leon Rose conversation makes sense, right? Because you're not going to get out there and be like, hey, "This guy is terrible. We got to get rid of him. He's he's a problem in the locker. This that." Because then, even if you manage to get get rid of him, you're going to get lowballed. <clears throat> and I still think they're going to probably have to accept less than what Randall is worth just to get him out. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I think they got to figure out what they're doing with the point guard. That's been haunting us since we had, what, Mark Jackson running point or Stephon Marbury before he ate Vaseline. <laughs> I can't remember. 
you know, when we last had a point guard, quickly, to me, quickly is he came along at the end of the season. I don't think he's a point guard. He's undersized too. He, yeah, I, I think he's a better a better guy coming off the bench than. He's been racking up with yeah. yeah. He's been yeah. racking up just recently, but I think he he holds the ball way too long. He's pounding the ball for 18 seconds every time up the court. I I will say there's some opportunities for the Knicks though because after watching like some of the other teams like watching the Sacramento Kings. It's not that they want to, but they might be willing to trade um, Darren Fox because their kid Davian Mitchell, they're not trading him. Right. You know, if they want to get that cap right, they might be willing to trade Fox. Um, there's a couple of guys out there that's on them. I don't, I'm not for nothing, I, I personally think something might be wrong with Brogdon because remember, he's been traded two times and that's, it's just strange that a guy that's still like, what's it like, is he out of the rookie deal or just barely out of it or something? Yeah, I think he's out. He got, he's uh, out of it, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. got an extension. A pretty he's been traded a couple of times, and, you know, there's a reason why guys can't stick with teams. So. And he can't stay healthy either. He's always injured. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I would touch a guy like that, and I don't know if I'm paying $20 million for Brunson either. So, If I yeah. can do maybe some type of – because Randall is from – Dallas, isn't Dallas. he? At least from yeah. Texas. I may be willing to do some type of signing trade. Is Brunson better than Randall? I, I don't think I would go that far. But Randall is, is one of those additions by subtraction moves. <laughs> we need a point guard. I think Brunson is probably a little bit better than quickly, at least as a starter. Yeah. I don't know if he's as good as a scorer. Who knows? But just getting Randall out of there and filling a need in, in the process, I think, may be a win. I was hoping we pursued this dude maybe for Randall or something, Dinwiddie. I would have taken I, him before he got shipped to Dallas. And not even because he's the greatest. I, I just don't think we can go through another season of Julius Randall. I mean, I, I think it's crazy, but I think Julius Randall is the chip that they're banking on to help them get into the Zion sweepstakes in the summer. So I, I yeah, can I think they're gonna go big fish hunting using his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. once these once Utah's out in the first round again, right? They probably gonna be going after. Um, Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell, right? Yeah, um, I, I see that happening. Well, you know what? Angle Randall, depending on how high that draft pick is, they get this year, right? Yeah. Um, they may quickly will probably be thrown in there. I could see, I wouldn't want to do it, but I could see Cam Reddish's name being dangled out there. See, that's why I would go after the Zion route. As much as it probably would, because of the injury stuff is not as good, I'm going to go after the Zion route because I'm pretty much sure that if Zion forces his way out, for one thing, you're not going to, you can't have Cam Reddish in a Zion trade because that's going to be one of the reasons why he wants to come play for the Knicks. So that's not going to work. So Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett can't be part of a Zion deal. That's that's, that's a non-starter. But I do think if you give if you give him Randall, you give him um Quigley, you might have to give him Toppin or whatever. You can probably you can probably get that done, and they'll probably sign this dude on their own. They've been looking to sign Robinson. He's from down there. Plus, but, uh, this dude um, just like R.J. is right. Zion is due for. For an extension. extension, yeah. So I don't. Maybe he signs the extension like a sign and trade or something. Because other otherwise, you can't even send Randall over there unless yeah. I don't know what the Pelican salary cap looks like, right? Yeah. The salaries currently aren't even close to matching because Zion's on a rookie deal and Randall's getting 
twenty million. His Randall's new salary doesn't kick in until next season. No, nah, I think it's four year one seventeen. You know, I think it's a sign of trade, and you know what? You take somebody back like Jackson Hayes. I take, take him back in a heartbeat. He seems yeah. to uh, you know, tangible yeah. too. <laughs> Jackson Hayes. But I take yeah. him back in a heartbeat. Yeah, you get Zion and Jackson Hayes, and you give him, give him some stuff. Listen, nigga, you got some. I was, you know, the guys I would like. I, I don't want to see them give it a Barrett or Reddish. I like to see them keep Grimes. I would like to see them give McBride a shot because I think he he'd be all right there. I'm not so married quickly because you know, what you just said. we we would like to keep most of the dudes we currently have. We just want Randall out, and, and I like to keep the um, the, the other kid, the center dude. I said Toppin. Yeah, basically all them old dudes. I'm not married to Burks quickly or Randall. Those three guys could go, oh, or yeah, Mitchell Robinson. Rather, Fournier, Fournier can go. Listen, yeah, listen to what we said. Everybody that's over the age of 25. <laughs> that's one thing Leon Rose did. Um, Rose Knicks had nine, nine players on the roster that are 24 years old and younger. Yeah. Like, nine players. Guys. The problem, the problem I, this time, I don't think the problem with the Knicks is young talent. I think the problem is Tibbs' refusal to use that young talent. Yeah, I think that's the, that's Which is why another big reason why I want Randall out besides the the um, tantrums and everything else is he's holding Toppin back as we've seen in the last you know week or two. Yeah. Granted, Toppin is not playing against top of the line yeah. players, right? This isn't meaningful games, but yeah. we still see the guy, you know, growing dramatically over these last few weeks. If you want to get rid of Tibbs, the best way to get rid of it or start to get him wanting to go is the I give you three things to do: get rid of Randall. Get rid of Rose and get rid of um, what's his name, Gibson. Those are his guys. Right, this guy mm-hmm. literally ran with Burks. As and Burks. The point all you get rid of his guys. Like Fournier is not one of his guys. They just got to right. keep. Yeah, Fournier is not one of his guys. You keep yeah, Fournier, those, he might want to leave. <laughs> yeah, those four guys, whatever, and make them keep Kemba. <laughs> He'll be ready to quit tomorrow. Another thing with Tibbs, I think, uh, I think Tibbs, this is his, he'll be going into his third year and only three of those five years are guaranteed. So that might be part of the thinking too, right? Why not give him this third year beyond yeah. that? Seasons four and five aren't guaranteed. So if you get rid of him after that, you're not losing any money. Now, you know, the sad thing about this is that I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. And this, this is another part of our basketball talk. A dude like Kimba's gonna end up playing on a on a team like the Lakers, and he'll end up playing really well over there. Because if you if you watch the games, yeah, Kimba's not good for eighty two games, but we did see a stretch of Kimba getting thirty points, forty points for a bunch. I wasn't against no subs. Yeah, so he won, he won at least player of the week once when he did that, right? He went yeah. off and was averaging at least like thirty a game or something crazy. So he is capable. You know, you put him in the right opportunity, the right space. I can see him going back to, what about Charlotte, the Hornets? I can see him going back there. That's LaMelo's backup, right? Yeah, I I can see that happening. Isaiah Thomas is over there playing well, filling that role. I I heard some other crazy stuff you guys ain't going to want to hear about um, the the Knicks and Charlotte as possible destinations for Russell Westbrook. I would take Westbrook as an expiring contract. If we can't move Randall in any other deal, 
I would just basically use Westbrook's because Westbrook is owed like forty some million. I would use him to mm-hmm. get rid of all of those veterans to to clear up cap space for for the following season. So I Trey Randall, Burks, you know, even though Burks will be an expiring deal, but Fournier, right? Trade all your longer term contracts for it. Get rid of Randall and Fournier in that deal. The only way the Lake the Lakers the Lakers only could absorb that if you're going to you'd have to take back Horton Tucker probably you had to take back a couple of guys for them to have to I think about it I think this dude is old Westbrook is old like 40 40 million 40 something million Randall's um cap hit is what 20 27 million yeah 40 yeah 47 million you could fit a couple of those guys in there you taking back Noel even though I think Noel's contract beyond next season might not be guaranteed either, which is one thing they did that was smart for Knicks. They extended Fournier and, and Randall longer than than the, the two two years, and then anything beyond that is is a team option. But I would use Westbrook's contract in a heartbeat to, to offload some of these guys. If it came down to it, that wouldn't be my first option to, to trade Randall, but if it came down to it, I, I would take him, Westbrook. You know how bad that is. I forgot Noel's even on the roster. That's how. That's how bad that situation. Yeah, exactly. He he needs to go, but I think he's after this season. I I think he might be one year guaranteed, which is next year, and then after that, team options. So the Knicks did smart in that regard. They just got to get Randall out. I think and force force Tibbs' hand to play these young guys. Let me ask you guys a question. I want, I want to go back to um, Zion Williamson. Okay. You guys actually trust Zion Williamson? No. I I I, I mean. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of over the Zion Williamson hype right now, honestly. I don't. As far as um his healthiness. Yeah. I mean, this 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 New York City. You know, at the end of the day, maybe because I'm an old kind of guy, you still gotta be a professional at the end of the day. Yeah. See, guys, your job is you get paid a lot of money to stay in shape year in year out. You know, and, and he hasn't shown he could be he could be, he could be in shape at all. He's already injury prone since since his Duke days coming to the NBA. You know, there's times where he was even on, on the sideline supporting the team. You know, so you know, we gotta be careful with you know the, the, the hype train of Zion Williamson, man, because if he if we trade for him, he comes to New York and play a few games, and he gets hurt, and he's out of shape, he blows up, and he's, he can't be he, he playing 50 games in two years. We're gonna get at him. We're gonna get at him as, as Nick fans, and he ain't gonna like it, man. You know, so some guys ain't built for New York City, man. New York City is rough to, to play for in, in any sport, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of hesitant in trying to get Zion with open. I understand Cam Reddish is here and his boy RJ is here, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of worried we're having Zion, Zion in New York right now. You would have to like he needs a he would need a team of people. Like I think one of the things, and he'll never say it, that one of the biggest problems is with the sneaker companies. Because I know for a fact that Nike and Jordan Brand and all these other companies give these players endorsements or more money for being in major markets. Mm-hmm. So the minute he moves from New Orleans to New York, he's gonna get a bump in money. So I'm sure of that. Um, see, he seems like a, well, he seems like somebody that's about his money. You know, he's got involved in all these lawsuits and craziness about who's managing them and who's doing yeah. what and everything else. You know, it could go either way. He'd either need a team of people, including a dietitian, 
or he could turn into Michael Sweeten. Plus, I think yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, you don't want that. Michael's great in college, though, but not NBA. I yeah. think a big part of it is um, the Pelicans probably being overly cautious with him. Like, I think he probably could have played this season. Um, I think it turned into one of those. He's in a, he's up for an extension, right? So he's thinking at this point, why even bother? Yeah. And then on the Pelicans end, the Pelicans mindset with him always seemed to be, we want to make sure he's a hundred percent. I don't yeah. know if he was ever going to be a hundred percent. No. But if he's 75, 80%, go out there and let him play. I think that's what Adam Silver was saying too about the about the NBA with the stars not playing and all this other stuff about people being hurt and injured and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. All this sitting out and everything is something like if you healthy enough to go out and party, then you healthy enough to get on the court and play. Oh, if you healthy enough, I seen that tape of Williamson doing the under the legs joint. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the same explosiveness that no. we've seen from I'm him, sure but that's, even that's more explosive yeah. doing that than it is than most of the players in the league, right? Than a yeah. lot of these dudes. So mm-hmm. if you can do that, to me, you you ready to get out there on the court. Yeah, you can make a layup on the There's a dude that's 100% healthy that can't do that. No, it's just yeah, it's just keep doing that at whatever percent, 60%, 50%. Yeah. Yeah, Zion is just a, a genetic freak with his weight, you know, that's what it is. But he's not, I mean, that's what he's like, a genetic freak, guy that, that size and, and out of shape. He's out of shape doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just it's, it's about him being in shape, you know. My, my thing is, is, is he's dedicated to his craft, man. That's my thing with him, to his craft. No matter who he plays for, he got to be, you know, got to be professional all times, man. He's making millions, man. I'll play anywhere. We pay me 10, 15 million per year, please. Um, I'll tell you one thing. If he came to New York with his boys and he still ain't dedicated. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. he ain't gonna ever be dedicated. Never. If he can't get motivated to play, you know, be reunited with these dudes who supposedly your best friends. Yeah. In New York City on top of it, then <laughs> you ain't gonna never be motivated. Exactly. Theo, Theo helps me segue into stuff. Speaking about people like <laughs> let's move over to the Sixers. To mm. see uh, what our, our man, the Beard, is he motivated to show up to the playoffs this year? I mean, he does a great job in the regular season, and he hasn't even done that great a job in the regular season these last couple of days and stuff. Um, you got, you got, let's say, Doc, who's a little, a little rough on him, that's not going to baby him or coddle him. And I'm hearing negative stuff about Doc Rivers now that I haven't heard all season. Harden got that. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think of that whole situation? Is the baby recording a new album or anything? Because if he is, <laughs> Philly's in trouble. Because you know mm-hmm. this dude Harden gonna be in the studio all night with the baby. Yeah, yeah. That's be his boy. So they may want to reach out to him to make sure he's not recording during, during the playoffs. The playoffs so. I, you know, you know, fellas. I, before we kind of got up here, I was just reading <laughs> where uh, uh, I would say expert or NBA expert. He was saying that it looked like Harden lost his first step. I think he did. I think he's. I think he's not yeah, he, player. He's not in the yeah. best either. Harden. Yeah, no. it, it's just that he, he's, not, he's, not, he's not. an explosive, or he doesn't go. He doesn't go by his, his defender way. He used to go by his defenders all the time. So one guy said it looked like he lost his first step. Was really his his main move yeah. as far as going as far as you know attacking the basket is his first step. 
You know, so yeah. you know, you can't being ball. a Philly, right? And being a Philly, I guess the step back is useless, right? Right, exactly. And I don't, I don't think he played well since since the trade, honestly. The first few games, I thought he played well, right? Him and Embiid yeah. was both scoring, you know, thirty points the first two, three games, and then after that, Embiid got scored fifty a night. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's used to being coached either, because Doc Rivers is gonna coach the players. Like I watched, mm-hmm. the, I watched the interview, and the, the the announcer tried to put it on the bench, like, yeah, you know, you needed more bench production. He's like, no, we didn't. We needed James Harden to stop doing what James Harden was doing. Yeah, ISO ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, the bench didn't need to do better. Mm-hmm. He said, how could the bench score for us when they ain't touched the ball? Right. <laughs> At this point, why? Um, and I agree with him, but why trade for James Harden and then try to not run ISO ball? Well, that's all he do. Unfortunately, that's all he knows. You know, I don't think they needed him. Unfortunately, did it. Dan Tony as a consultant, so you know where that's going. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doc, Rivers, Doc Rivers knows where that's going too. Yeah, yeah, yep. You get fired for Dan Tony because that's Harden's boy, and Harden's looking for another contract. We'll see how Joe M B likes that now. We'll see he'll be begging for Ben Simmons back. Yeah, because I'm sure, you know, Embiid, he, what is he going to do? Just stand there and watch Harden ice on? Nah, he ain't doing that. He helped him out a lot, I would say, his game. Yeah, I mean, I actually think, you know, it's it's debatable. To me, it's really not. The Nets won that deal. Yes. They got Steph Curry, Drummond, Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons hasn't played yet, but we know who Ben Simmons is. Right. And they got two first-round picks. For James Harden, I saw For James Harden, and and oh, uh, you forgot Paul Millsap. That was the key. <laughs> James Harden and Paul Millsap gets you Ben Simmons. Get you all that. Harden, get you all that Harden, stuff to work with. Curry, and basically get you what is it? Get you two starters, two starters or three? Yeah, two starters, a six man, and two first-round picks for James Harden and Paul Millsap. And, and salary and, cap relief too, because none of those guys make as much money. So now the Nets is under the cap. Figure right. that one. Right. And you um you get better cohesion in the locker room. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Better cohesion mm-hmm. in the locker room. Players that mm-hmm. help. Andre Drummond's been playing real well. Yes, he has. Curry, when he's out there, is knocking down shots. Yes, that's, yeah, that's true. Playing good too. That's yeah, true. And listen, you know, they've been doing all this without Ben Simmons even playing. And, yeah. and, 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 a, and a, a happy Ben Simmons is a dangerous Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, I don't that pressure, right? Ben Simmons can go out there and be Ben Simmons. You know, yeah. he's not out there looking to score 20. Mm-mm. Just play defense and, mm-hmm. and push the pace, pass yeah, the ball. Sure. All his strengths will be highlighted on that team. Yeah. And that, the crazy thing is that team, like, all his strengths are without him, all their weaknesses, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lack of defense. Mm-hmm. Right? He does everything they need. That's right. You don't need the scoring from him. Yep. So I, I think Philly, Philly's going to probably regret that deal in the long run. They just got to get him. I don't know. Supposedly, they say he may be ready for the first round of the playoffs, but they need him on the court. Yeah. They're going to make a push this season, but the guy is still young, so even if he doesn't come back, right? He's got a lot of, yeah, he got a yeah. lot of years ahead of him. It's not like he's out with some type of yeah, big injury. Career and, and injury. Uh, 
he got a he got a lot of years, and he's got a good contract kind of too. He got like three or four more years left at a reasonable number too. Even though I right. think he's like nineteen or twenty compared mm-hmm. to forty seven, and he's he's got a, it's a good number. So I was hoping the Knicks, you know, pursued him. <laughs> yeah, especially at that level. He put it this way: he's making the same amount of money as, as Julius Randle. Randle, yeah, 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 a funny deal. Mm-hmm. So. Who's who's the MVP, guys? I, I I I'm having a hard time calling it. Who's the MVP this shit? Yeah, it's a tough one. Embiid at one point seemed like he was pushing ahead. Now to me, he may have slipped due to all of this James Harden stuff, and you know they seem to be falling apart a little over there. You know he's still producing. He seemed to, for me, take a couple of steps back. So I think it's between the Joker and Giannis for me. The Joker, I don't like his game. You know, I think he, I think he helps and hurts Denver because I think having a center rebound and push the pace and whatever is is nice. But I think he's so slow doing it. He gets a lot of assists, but he also holds the ball a lot. And, oh, I, I may go with Giannis again or the Joker. I wouldn't be upset if he got it, but I think the Joker is kind of holding back some of Denver's potential as good as he is. Uh, I think it's Embiid. I think he's uh, too consistent, just too dominant, too many uh, high-scoring games. Um, a lot of uh, clutch made basket, a crucial punch in the game. Um, he's, he's he's been carrying the load from 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 game one without Ben, with the James Harden trade, and um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just uh, Embiid. You know, I think I think sometimes people don't like him because of his character, maybe midway. Talk smack in the cameras or his character. So sometimes he kind of like you know really like a guy for how he is off the court. Yeah. But uh, but as far as on the court, I'm gonna go with Embiid. I think he's just just more dominant than than uh, uh, Jokic. And I think Greek Freak is a good third third option, but he came along at the back end of the season. Let's say after the All Star break. But yeah. I think uh, Jokic and um, Embiid had did it from game one to game now. But I will go with uh, Embiid. Yeah, if, if right now I probably would say Embiid, even though Jokic is in some kind of he he leads them in every statistical category, I believe, and he's mm-hmm. in some special club with the amount of rebounds, assists, and points nobody's ever done that before. So right, they probably count that for something. I think, like you said, Booker. I think he he got hot and now he's not playing some games and stuff. Um, aside from that, I mean, you know, it's funny. If he would have played the full season, it might have been somebody like Kyrie Irving. If he'd have played a full season, he would have had a good shot. But um, I, I think it's a two-man race. Giannis is always in it because it's Giannis. His numbers is there, so he'll be he'll be three. But I think it's a, a Embiid and Jokic race. And I don't. To me personally, if Kobe Bryant didn't get it twice in a row, I don't know about Jokic getting <laughs> it twice in a row. Mm-hmm. So I would say that I give it to Embiid. Yeah. What do you guys think about some of these these play playing games coming? Yeah, I, I like it. I think the Mets locked up the seventh seed, right? Yeah, they want two two opportunities to, to actually mm-hmm. get into the playoffs. So I think they'll definitely be in. But I I like the, the idea of playing yeah. more than I thought I would. Yeah, I, I can see the you have the Nets in Cleveland, so. What's interesting, I like the way I like the way it works somewhat because if you win the first one, you don't have to play in the second one. So 
it's not one of those things where it would be bad if a seven and eight played and a winner that and then nine and ten played. At least you more than likely nine and ten that you gotta win two games. Yeah. To to get in as a ninth or tenth. And then yeah, seven and eight, if you win, right? You're whoever right. automatically locks up a spot and whoever loses yeah. gets another opportunity to get in because you were the higher seed. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they did a good job. I mean, out of those four teams you got in the East, let's start with that. You got the Nets, Atlanta, Charlotte. The Nets, Atlanta, Charlotte, and who are Cleveland. I mean, if I had to if I had to say who it would be right now, I would have to pick the Nets in Atlanta. Because I, w- I would be surprised if it wasn't those two teams. Even though I was surprised that Atlanta's in one of those ninth or tenth tenth seeds. But I would say that Atlanta will probably beat Charlotte and I believe the Nets will beat Cleveland. So then you'll have Cleveland Atlanta. That ought to be interesting. But I think I think I can see the Nets in Atlanta. Who do you guys think will make it out of those four? Yeah, I would agree. Um, the other teams to me are a little more exciting than Atlanta. At least yeah. Atlanta took they like you said, they shouldn't even be in the play and they, they wow. almost fell off as bad as the Knicks this year. Yeah. And the four and five seed from last year. One one team, Knicks not, not in it, Atlanta scrambling to get in. Yeah. So I, I like Charlotte and, and Cleveland this year a little more than Atlanta, but <clears throat> I think it depends. Is is uh is Atlanta's team healthy? It's like John Collins, I know he's been out, right? Right. Multiple right. injuries, broken fingers, I think mm-hmm. playing fasciitis and mm-hmm. so he's had a couple of injuries. So even if they do get in, um I would see, yeah. So I'd rather see I'd rather see Charlotte. Too. Yeah, or Charlotte personally. But I could see Atlanta and the Nets making it. Well, well, based on names alone, it's going to be the Nets with KD and Kyrie. So, that's that's the obvious. That's one, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, those three teams, you know, um, I kind of like Cleveland because um, they have size and length. Yeah. If Cleveland can, if Cleveland can make shots, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna beat Charlotte and Atlanta. Yeah. So come come to I guess they they guard play, they can make outside shots, but they can they can defend. They're athletic, and they got size, but can they make the outside shots? But if they can, I think they they, they could take uh, Charlotte and Atlanta to play those teams. But I'm gonna go with the Nets based on K based on KD and Kyrie and, and good uh, bench depth. And I'll go to Cavaliers. Why not Cavaliers? Somebody different, you know. It'd be good for Cavaliers fans, you know, to make the playoffs without LeBron James anyway. Yeah, yeah. So now let's talk about the West. We got Minnesota, the Clippers, New Orleans, and San Antonio. I'm going to start this one off saying I, I like San Antonio. I'm a San Antonio fan, but they have zero chance of making it <laughs> making it out of this. I, I don't see that at all. I mean, I, I got to go with Minnesota and the, and the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm surprised. To say, I, I think personally, I think Minnesota just had a couple of tough breaks because realistically, they're 46 and 35. So... Mm. Because it's a playing thing, now I think they only miss being in the regular thing by like a tiebreaker. Yeah, they literally have yeah, they some huge steps forward this season. You sure so, did. You sure did. I don't even know if the regular teams who made it regularly in the playoffs want, want to face them in the first round to play Minnesota. Yeah, all of a sudden, Carl Anthony Towns is a tough guy. Yeah, He's yeah. Playing out of his mind. I mean, mm-hmm. Some of that stuff you see Anthony Edwards do is crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's making it. I know people love the 
you know, threw the legs off the backboard, hoops by LaMelo Ball, but Anthony Edwards is still, you know, yeah. why he was that number one pick. I, I, I like LaMelo. Yeah. Can you see the highlights from the other night against San Antonio? I'm like, this yeah, guy turned the corner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. The Clippers, they, I think they're getting healthy right at the right time. You got Paul George coming back, so that helps. And I, I, I would actually, even though, like, for me, the Clippers, seeing them in it, it, it's almost like what Theo mentioned about Atlanta. Why not somebody not? different this yeah. year? instead of the Clippers for me. Because mm-hmm. I don't see them making any noise this year anyway. No, no. right, Paul? Yeah, Moore. right. He's come back and played well, but <clears throat> I don't think they're actually a, a you know, team that's going to compete. So why not get one of these other teams, one of these hungry teams in there? You know, but for me, the Spurs, why not the Spurs? Yeah, that's true. They got a lot to of see them bounce back, right? Pop seemed like he was, this was going to be Pop's, you know, because this may be his last season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't even sure if they would be able to compete for a playoff spot the way that they started the season. He wasn't trying to. The league is just awful. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't trying to. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, pretty much it. So to see them, to see the Spurs actually in the play-in is something the way they started yeah. the season. So why not see the John Tamari, right? Um, yeah. The kid, other kid, Kelvin, what's his name? Kelvin Johnson. Kelvin Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Kids oh. are, you know, they're hungry. Yeah, so that's true. Well, Theo brought him up, so I got to go straight to him. Uh-oh. The L.A. Lakers. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Stephen A's tirade about the about the conversation. About the conversation is now officially over. You can never put LeBron in a conversation with Mike again for greatest of all time. I mean, I personally never thought that LeBron was as good as Mike. I thought, don't get me wrong, I think from a numbers perspective, if you just go strictly by numbers, he might be the best from the numbers perspective. But he never, to me, he didn't have he didn't have the killer instinct of like a Kobe or a Michael Jordan or somebody like a closer to get it done. Like, I couldn't see a time in Mike. If you think about Michael Jordan's career and you look at LeBron's, right? Everybody, I love Scottie Pippen to death. I'm a big Scottie Pippen fan. And I liked Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, and all these guys, right? But those guys right there, uh, Horace Grant is not making the Hall of Fame. Scottie Pippen's in, and Dennis Rodman, you know, Dennis Rodman was Dennis. This dude, all he did was play with Hall of Famers. That's, uh, he won with Hall of Famers. And this year, if you look at it, you had, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they ain't in prime. Here, LeBron. Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwight Howard. We took about five first ballot Hall of Famers, whatever. And don't get me wrong, yeah, they not they not in their prime. But even look at him. This is the highest point average he's averaged in what? How many years? So, how did you not win with that team or be able to pull that team together to some extent? Like, I go back to when they compared them. You know, you know, you know that at age 37, Michael Jordan had more wins with the Wizards than this dude had with five Hall of Famers. And guys, and I feel with Kwame Brown, Kwame Brown, and Popeye Jones. I, I feel the worst for um for Carmelo out of all of this. 
Because Carmelo went over there, and we know LeBron is his boy, but I know he's chasing the ring, right, at the same time. Yeah. He went over there thinking him, AD, Russ, right? Yeah. At the very least, they would be competing for one, so I felt terrible for him. And then I would say maybe Dwight Howard, too, because Dwight Howard, he just been getting shit on in general, right? I yeah. thought he should have been on that top 75 team or whatever it is they put together, right? They kind of... Yeah disrespecting them so i i kind of feel bad for those two out of all of this russ i don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> he's not as bad as but the, the low lights make him seem like i know he took a bunch of shots hit the side of the backboard and everything else <laughs> so um, that's kind of i think taking over his season Right, that's the the image that's being portrayed. But numbers wise, he's kind of doing what he does. If you percentages, he's usually scores more, but he's he's taking less shots, right? Because he, he's never been efficient, mm-hmm. right? So his his field goal percentage, if I had to guess, but I have in the numbers in front of me, is probably close to what his career field goal percentages are. It's just that he's getting less shots. So now he's scoring 18, 19 points, probably somewhere around there instead of 25, 26. He's never been efficient. He just had more opportunities before. So you're getting the same rust, to me. Probably a little more turnovers than than expected. The low lights seem to be a little more frequent for him. But overall, his numbers are in line with, with his career, I think. He's just shooting a, a few less times a game. You want to hear something funny that you you, you say that? And and this is, this is a scary statistic. Do you know that this year, right, this is not the lowest he's shot. This is like this is kind of mid range for him. Like, yeah, that's what I'm yeah like he shot several years where he shot lower percentage than he shot this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's just that the we see him shooting off the side of the backboard. We see the crazy turnovers with him falling on the floor and everything else. Mm-hmm. But overall, he's doing what he normally does. We just used to seeing him average 25, 26, or whatever it is because he's taking ten more shots a game. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Does uh, wizard does the wizard version of Michael Jordan? If you take the wizard Jordan, the wizard version of Michael Jordan on the Lakers, to make the, to make the playoffs? They would have beat the Spurs out. Yeah, with Mike. If Mike knew that, if Mike knew that he had to win, remember that last week with LeBron. If Mike knew that he had to win those four games to get in, mm-hmm. they would be in the playoffs. So the wizard's version of Mike would 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 have. With a world of team until victory. Mike would, average, Mike would have averaged 65 a game for those four games if he knew that he needed to win those games to get in the playoffs. And nobody would have argued with him, said nothing. He wouldn't have been complaining about dudes with sore foot sitting out or none of that stuff. Yeah, the Wizards version of Mike was... Is, is not the Bulls version of Mike. So it's easy no. to say, it's, 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 it's easy to say that he will, roll, he will roll those teams at, you know, he... Bull version, yes. I don't know about the Wizards version. I'm not, well, I'm not quite, I'm not quite, I'm not quite I'm sure of that. He might not have willed the Wizards version, but here's the thing, right? He still, he was, he wasn't LeBron at that age. LeBron, at I, that's what I was going to say. If his body was still as healthy as LeBron's is now, he did it, yeah, yeah, they, I think he would have did it easily. Yeah. But at that age, I don't think his body was holding up as well. Yeah, which is a testament to LeBron in itself, right? Right. Yeah. Is this age? And he's still in top physical shape, Mike. You know, look, 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 LeBron. If you had, if you gave, I said, give me ten names 
for MVP right now. LeBron be one of those players right now. Yeah, he will be. Yeah. I was thinking me eight players. LeBron have an MVP. Not saying he's winning. He has an MVP season no. right now. But I think he's playing, playing. He's playing the whole playing the whole game. MVP. He's playing the whole game and, and doing thirty and, and thirty five and ten doing his thing. Now I, I never said that he's better than Mike. Yeah. You know, only because only because he don't have a killer instinct, but he never yeah. did. He no. never he never had that. So I'm not knocking him for not something that he doesn't have ever in his life or his career. No, 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 that's fine. The, the thing I, I'm not, not going to do that. The thing I will tell you my problem with LeBron. Go ahead, Kareem, you go ahead. I can't, I can't speak for the condition of his ankle. You know, I'm no trainer. Right. Right. I'm not LeBron himself. But right. what I do know is Kobe Bryant, you would have had to force him not to play. Facts. Yeah, you would have been playing him. Playing. Yeah. Lines, smiling, Facts. laughing, Facts. poking around. That's yeah. what I said. I didn't like seeing that part of LeBron. Even right. if you get out there and you can't go and you limp off the court or whatever it is and then right. they yeah. down, you right. don't quit. Right. And, all right. But to me, right. to see him, you know, dressed up all pretty looking. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, and stuff while his team is I trying agree. to make, make the, the play in. Agree. That's the only thing to me that kind of hurt him. I, I mean, I'll go as far as this. Unless unless LeBron gets his wish to go play with Steph, he's never won another championship again. I think that bubble one was a fluke. Listen, everybody like everybody keeps putting the asterisk next to the San Antonio one when that was full rosters. The bubble one was a fluke for LeBron. They gave him that one. If you think about it, right, how many championships would Michael Jordan have if he said that he wanted to go play with Ewan Ewan and, and um, Dominique, you know what? I want to team up with Ewan and Dominique. Matter of fact, put Magic and Bird on the team with me. Elijah Wan's a bit. I want to go play with Elijah Wan and Drexler. This dude, all he does is chase players. You know, his latest thing was, I want to play with Steph. Come on. Yeah, that's crazy. He's on Luca too, right? Yeah, he yeah, you want to play with Steph and Luca. Don't worry about it. Listen to the show. You play with Steph and Luca, and don't worry. Steph, Steph will be averaging 18 points a game, standing in the corner while you ball dominating. Mm. And that's what he does. Dude, mm. I even read something. I think it was Adrian Wojciechowski said. They call it the, the um, LeBron honeymoon stage or something, where after four years, you pretty much threw with him because mm. he destroys the team. He goes in, he gets rid of all your young players and draft picks and puts old dudes in. They have a chance to win if they win great or whatever. And then after that, people get tired of him being around because they don't want to just get no numbers or statistics grades on him. And then four years, he's like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. When he leaves, he's like, burnt rubble. Yeah, he'll he put you in contention to win a championship. But in the process, he's going to probably get your head coach out of there, right? Yeah, your or head coach. Your head coach, whoever he wants in more than likely. Like All you your draft picks are gone. Because yeah. those things don't mean anything, right? LeBron playing with somebody 18 years old, 19 years old, trying to develop and, and all that is is pointless. Think about the players the Lakers had. The Lakers had Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Kyle Kuzma, um, LeBronco Le- Ball. Would they have needed him? Yeah, they certainly would have been set up better for the future. I don't yeah, know if they would have had a draft. Think they about it. They had all the money and draft picks, too. Yeah, yeah they would have been set up better for the future. I don't think they would have won, won a check right by now. Like LeBron got him that, that bubble ring. I don't think they would have won anything, but they would have been better suited for the future. 
Yeah. Yeah, agree. So I don't, I don't knock him for winning or anything like that and getting his numbers because he gets his numbers. But mm -hmm. I tell you, if, let's say he does go over there to, to Golden State or whatever the case may be, <laughs> which it sounds absurd. Will he be as scrutinized as KD for doing it? No, because he's LeBron. He's LeBron. Yeah, I don't think he would be. Career, nobody says nothing. Plus, I think with Kate, when Kate did it, week. <laughs> I think when KD did it, he was at, you know, and he still is. He was at the height of his career. Yeah. You had these guys the previous year, right? Three, three, one in that series. You choked, and then yeah. you went over there. So I think the perception is different. But LeBron should, in my opinion, take a little heat if he goes over to Golden State. Yeah, he <laughs> should. Yeah, you should, you should take heat to that. Going, join with you know Clay and Draymond and. Curry, with we went to Miami Heat. Miami Heat didn't even make the playoffs. I don't think. No, went to no, Miami. No. You know, so it's different though. Mm -hmm. With with LeBron and him too, there's been a couple of suspect moves that people have been called him out on. First of all, that that remember that San Antonio loss where he took him out. It was hot. Do you know that David Robinson was 39 years old and he wasn't complaining about heat? Dude, he was 27 years old, bro. It's I'm too sure, hot. Yeah. 27, the 39 year old, he could take it. Tim, everybody on the Spurs roster was older than him. It's hot. I can't. You don't take think it. um you don't think LeBron is sniffing around Cleveland again, looking at that roster where he made me. Somebody, they man. shouldn't touch him, man. They, you they, don't think he, I think he might be sniffing around over there. I think so. Coming those dudes, Darius Garland and those guys. Yeah, I'll be like, thanks, but no thanks, man. They got they got a lot of young players. They're gonna give them up. no. The Lakers will probably make a deal. They'll have to get rid of Garland. Jared Allen, Mobley, and Kyrie Levert to make the deal. So right. Play Kevin Love again. They bring Anthony Davis over. <laughs> Anthony Davis and Kevin Love. If I'm, you know what? If I'm Chicago, you know what you do next year since you ain't gonna win the championship. Give them some of those young dudes. Let LeBron play with them and ask for Anthony Davis because that's the only way the Lakers gonna get better. They're gonna have to trade Anthony Davis. LeBron got a no trade clause. I'll tell you one thing, speaking of Chicago, supposedly Zach Levine is asking for the max, which for him is like five years, 250 million or something, something crazy. Wow. Like 50 million a year. Well, guess what? I can't blame him. But would you pay Zach Levine five years, two fifty? I think it might be two fifty two or something crazy as his max. There's no way I'm paying him fifty million yeah. a year. Uh, is that yeah. like is that to me, is that Zach Levine's way of walking, like leaving by asking for the max? Well, knows he's more than likely not gonna get it. And that way the pressure's off him, right, if he walks. Yeah, you can ask for it. I mean, and you know what? I would tell him, listen, you know, I'll give you, do Aaron Rodgers, listen, I'll give you 50 million for two years if you want. And I think, I think a part of it too is now Zach Levine is not even the number one option over there. Anymore. No. I think DeRozan kind of took that spot from him. So I yeah, know if he wants to be over there. I think you know they what? started out hot right now. To me, Chicago, they still, you know, are a decent team, but they've taken some steps back. Is he? Oh, is, I'm gonna tell you what to tell the key thing for Zach Levine's negotiations. If he's managed by Clutch Sports, I'm Chicago. I'm letting him go. I'm letting him go. We don't even need to negotiate because you ain't gonna get the money and pull no Anthony Davis and then not show up to the arena. Uh -uh. Ben Simmons, John. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Nah, bro. 
You know what? Thank you, but no thank you. I wouldn't offer him zero dollars. If he's in clutch sports, I'm offering him zero dollars. That's the offer. I'm going to tell you guys. But somebody said supposedly, it, I don't know when it happened or whatever, but Zach Levine had posted himself on social media at one point this season like in, a, in a Knicks jersey or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I find that hard to believe. I think he would be losing his mind <laughs> if he did all that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't believe that. Find all types of stuff. And they'll be looking at the Knicks for tampering. It'll be all types of things. But I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he would try to find his way over there. If they took um, Julius Randle back, you'd do it right now. Because he, uh, he's one of the guys who actually had a good relationship with Tibbs in Minnesota, right? Yeah. And then they end up shipping him over there in that Jimmy Butler deal. Well, that's why they was upset because listen, um, they didn't want to get rid of him. The Bulls wanted, wanted Wiggins out, right? Yeah, he wanted Wiggins out. The Bulls wouldn't make the deal without giving up Levine. Mm. He's actually playing well, right? He, tur- he turned himself into a good two-way player. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like Golden State, too. While we on Wiggins, Golden State may be interested in moving Clay because Poole is up for for a contract this offseason and he kind of does with Clay, you know. Yeah. Clay is capable of at this point because Clay, I don't know, is Clay a lot less money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is Clay the same player now? No, he's not. I don't no. think he is. No, he's not. Occasionally he'll have, you know, his games where he gets you 30, but I don't think he's, even the defense, he, he's the model is not the same, which I didn't expect it to be. The guy tore his ACL and Achilles. You know, Jalen Rose said he's actually hurting the team. I was watching the um the Nets game, and Jalen Rose said that that I think it's either Jalen Rose or Stephen A. One of them was saying that they feel like some days he goes out there and tries to prove that he's still the same old dude. And, plus, didn't he, uh, and takes didn't a lot he, of shots and stuff. Yeah, and the media didn't play make some comments about not getting enough shots or something. Yeah. Uh, he, he did? Wow. That's that's yeah, nice he wanted, after he, he, he wanted to be really something was. regarding his role or if he did a shot so he wasn't happy with his role or something. You know what it is? I think the best sad part about Clay is that remember when KD got there, Clay had to take a step back. So I guess when he figured KD left, he's gonna be back himself, but then he got hurt. Wiggins is not KD, but the problem is is that they don't need another KD because you got Wiggins, this kid Kaminga. Moody, yeah, you got, got about seven dudes that can, that can score points. All of those guys can score. Exactly. Yeah, they don't need yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I'm they gonna, probably need his defense more than anything. I, I, I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna give you guys my crystal ball prediction. All right. LeBron James before retirement will be a New York Nick with his son. I think so. I, I agree with you. I think so. It's gonna be for one year. He might be 41, 42. Or whatever, whatever year Bronny decides to come out, and Bronny's coming out of high school, and he plays one year at Duke. And Bronny's gonna be a late round, first round pick of the Knicks, or a second round pick for the Knicks. And LeBron will be a New York player for one year, and then he's gonna retire, a team Cavalier, and that's gonna be that. Phil, you wanna laugh? You wanna laugh? I'm gonna make my prediction on top of your And if LeBron James winning a chip, in a Nick uniform, you guys are gonna be so disgustingly heated and upset. I'm gonna be right here laughing with you guys, texting you guys every day <laughs> until the show comes. I'm telling you, because that's how that's how things work. When you 
I mean, I'm telling you, man, when you kind of overhear a player, it's like a player or not a big fan of him, like, okay, my boy, he's a big Laker fan. He hate LeBron James. I said, I'm telling you, man, don't say that. Now, nah, LeBron pays for your team, got you a chip. I see him at work. LeBron, my God, yo. LeBron's this, he's my guy. I'm like, yo, dude, you been like 10, 15 years saying Kobe's better and you hit LeBron. Now you now you like, yo, been a man crush now. You Let know? You, I'm going to tell you why you're right. And you're going to laugh at this. You know why you're right? Because the Knicks only people that's going to draft Bronny. Because Bronny ain't no first round pick. He's going to be in the mm-hmm. league. They're going to mm-hmm. draft the first mm-hmm. round to get Bronny to show up. Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. Right. Right. We had Bronny going to Duke. Because he ain't no Duke level talent from what I see. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah. going to go to Duke. He's going to go to Duke. I have uh, seen recently at Bronny, he does look a lot better. He yeah, more, more aggressive. Yeah, think he's a junior. Yeah. High school junior. Yeah. You know what I think the thing with him junior. is? He's a junior or a senior, but I think he's he he looking a lot, a lot more aggressive than his age. He can shoot, he can yeah. fly. I yeah. think what, what hurts him with these newer kids that's throwing them off is that these newer kids like super explosive. I'm watching kids yeah. that are, like just flying through the air like half the right. kids in high school. Mm-hmm. Look like they jumping off trampolines. Everybody look like Jalen Green right now. Right, right. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. Think, and you know he's LeBron's son, so he has a higher level expectation. And I don't yeah. see him flying that's, like that. That's right helping now. a man, hurting him. Yeah, it'll but, get him Duke and maybe get drafted. Maybe because I, yeah. I think he he seems to have a decent skill set. See, I think he'll be a good role player in the league. Elite yeah. right now, I think he could be. But see, Bron- Bronny has fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not those kids at, at, at his level or his grade. Yeah, yeah. He has fundamentals. A lot of these kids are like, more talented and jump higher, but they don't have fundamentals, man. And yeah, Brian has that has that edge of a lot of kids. And he has his fundamentals like, like, like his dad. There's fundamentals, man, no matter what. And our court, he got that, man. A lot of kids don't have that. I like Brian. He, he, he's one of those those kids. He, he actually tries on defense, too. Yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. does. he plays both ends of the court. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's as talented as, as like a lot of these other guys out right, right now. I don't think he's right. like all American or anything like that. But I, mm-hmm. I think he's probably a three star right. recruit, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More pushing it. But yeah. you, know, last, you know the type of school I could see him going to that he would fit in purpose? A school like Villanova. Some place yeah, like that where they value players who play both ends of the court and yeah. Are, like, oh, not the whole team. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. That'll work. And plus, you know, you know, Brian's playing against high level kids every game. Oh, I mean, yeah. he play, he's playing at the top of one school in, in, in the college, country. It's crazy. College you would know? probably be easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You play Sierra Cannon, you know, you play against top kids every year, every game. You know what I'm saying? About it, that's probably going to happen to Brian. It's his, his brother Bryce, his younger brother, probably going to end up like getting better. Yeah, yeah. Like be a little better. Yeah. said that um, he's already the best shooter in the, in, in the house. Yeah, he's <laughs> I watch him and that yeah. stuff. He looks. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being taller than Bron. He is. He's, he's already cool. about what six three. They say. I something. think they're the same height or, or the younger wow. one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think the younger That's one. That's usually might be. how it works. Yeah, yeah. Genetics. Genetics. Yeah. Hey. So it's funny, we was talking about salaries and money, and there's an interesting salary in New York that's really important. Aaron Judge. Hmm. Now, I personally think that I personally think that the Yankees put that out there to try to put the ball back in Aaron Judge's court because Aaron Judge could have easily came out and said what he expected, he wanted, he kept it quiet, but then the Yankees came out with 
yeah, we offered him this and that or something. I mean, personally, I think every play, I think baseball's salary structure is flawed. So if I was him, I would try to squeeze him for as much dollars as I can get. If I got to sit here for seven years and take whatever, you know, arbitration fights you for every dollar, yeah, okay, I'm going to ask for $45 million. You could turn me down, but we're going to at least wait it out to see if somebody else is willing to give it to me before I accept your deal. Because baseball, I mean, they they make you wait and then they use it against you. Listen, mm-hmm. I got you six years and said, now you're 30, 30, you're too old for this amount of year deal. Whereas other teams, what, did they do that with Tatis Jr.? Did they do that with Guerrero Jr.? Those dudes got $30 million deals at 23 and 24. Yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr., $30 million deal. They got the same deal that you're trying to give Aaron Judge, who proved it for four or five years. Some crazy Lindor? Yeah, Lindor, Baez, all these people. They all younger than Judge, but none of them had the body of work of Judge when they got that money. Yeah, I don't blame Judge for trying to get the money. I, I if I'm the Yankees, though, I don't know if I would pay him. But I don't yeah, blame they may him not pay him trying yeah. to get it. Um, and the thing with Judge to me is is the durability. Yeah, you know, the guy just can't stay healthy. Like mm-hmm. I always say, you know, him and Stanton played 162 games combined. Either <laughs> one of them, and I think that's part of the reason why the Yankees are like extra cautious with Judge, right? Is because you have Stanton's contract on there too. Yeah. The guy has all the talent in the world. It's just he can't stay on the field. What good is it? You only can play 80, 90 games out of 162. I, I like, I'm an Aaron Judge fan. When, when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. Yeah, it does have some durability issues. Um, at the end of the day, you really better be careful. Because, uh, you know, it's two things. The judge can kind of over buy himself. And whether he does touch the crazy market, he says, you know what? A lot of these teams have the same thought that uh, Yankees have. Maybe I'm, one, maybe I'm only worth 30 million. Say you feel you may want 40 million or you want 35, 36 million. You know, so, and also, too, I, I, I'll say this the Mets have a new owner, man. And he's very George Steinbrenner like. Yep. And I'm quite sure he would love to steal the headlines for the Yankees and, and have uh Judge out there playing our uh, right field. Eight years and, for Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. You know, and this guy is rich, rich, so he, he wouldn't mind you know, overpaying just to, you know, be be the team in New York for the next five, six years and steal the headlines. The Aaron Judge plays in Queens instead of the Bronx, trust me. That'd be talking to town for a couple years, not just one. You know what's interesting about that? Yeah, and it's some stuff like I think the Yankees hurt themselves a couple of times. First of all, isn't Garrett Cole making forty-five million a year or something like that, or forty million a year? Yeah. So, yeah. Giving Garrett Cole that contract easily, and it's for like ten years, right? For eight to ten years. So, I know it's ten years, but it's the the, the, the money, the money, yeah, yeah, the money for sure is definitely uh, ridiculous. So you can't you can't say you're not willing to give the money. So you can't do that argument. And then, like you said, when you look at the Mets, didn't they give Scherzer a two-year deal for like $90 million? Or oh, $100 million? Yeah, Scherzer's got like $90 million or $100 million for two years. So they yeah, got yeah, yeah, they got to face that money. Those two years come and go, though. But we're talking like, you know, seven, eight, ten years. Yeah. Out there. I think he just went ten-year contracts or like that. That's true. If you look at it, you look at it, right? And then you look at any of these contracts, football, baseball, any contract in general. We really complaining about this year's salary. 
eight years from now, that $40 million is going to be the low end of the pay scale. Yeah. So. A chance it will be. Yeah, mm-hmm. year, year, think about it, well, think about it, yeah, year, year eight, $40 million would be like playing for, what's saying, playing for, what's saying for the league minimum or something down there, or something close to it, because you figure, if you give Scherzer two years for $100 million now, eight years from now, pitchers going to be looking for $100 million a season. The crazy thing, though, is imagine now that, that same, you know, eight, year eight year seven whatever it is and you paying this guy the 40 million and he's not even playing now well you know what you know judge i don't i think the guy he just can't stay healthy i think all around the world but he can't stay on the field i think i agree with you hope i agree with you 100 but now think of the flip side when you was paying me four million dollars for 40 home runs in arbitration when i was 24 was you probably right him i'm right. trying to get as much as i can if i'm him i would say this jaron judge was up when he was like 24 right he's been up for about five years now right yeah yeah something like that yeah so if I'm yes yes judge, if i'm having a judge i'm okay i'm gonna do the calculation I'm like y'all probably owe me about 80 million dollars probably easily yeah, he owed me easily eighty million dollars. Now I know I'm not gonna get the whole thing, but come on, yeah, you right. throw me something else. Give me forget the seventh year. Give me at least throw the eighth year on there for thirty million or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, he go through the whole thing. He getting paid less than what A Rod did. Think about it. A Rod got more money than he did. Jeter got more money than he's like, yeah, dude, these dudes been retired for a few years. You give me the contract. This is not twenty ten. I think both of those dudes that you just named was actually better than Aaron Judge. <laughs> they probably yeah. were. <laughs> like, like Aaron Judge's game is the power thing, right? Yeah. Versus being a slap ball hitter like Jeter, percentage, right? On base percentage and mm-hmm. this and that. And I think A-Rod was better. Questionable, right? Whether you get into the whole steroid thing and yeah. everything else. But all of that aside, I think A-Rod was a better power hitter than and Aaron Judge and he stayed on the field I think yeah he's durable you know what scares me too I think aside from what Theo said I wouldn't be surprised to see you look at these teams that that they they historically they don't spend money and they want to win what's to say that the Rangers don't throw that money at them or the Angels or somebody like that teams that like new owners like the dude at the Angels he got like spending money didn't the Rangers just give Corey Seager a ridiculous there. deal or something? Yeah, Rangers did, did put what, 300, 300 million? Like 300 million, yeah. And he is, he is from California too, so you never know. Yeah, the Angels or something. Somebody's going to give him some money or make him all. Yes. He's not going to Right, exactly. Yeah, he, yeah he's going to be, he's going to get paid. <laughs> Whether it's from the Yankees or somebody else. Somebody's yeah, the sad part about it is I don't really see like, the priest of the person to replace them. The Yankees, they down on Glaber. To, like, to me, I looked at the Yankees today and I looked at the Yankees lineup. I would never thought two years ago that I would see a time where Glaber Torres and LeMayu were platooning, basically. These right. dudes were like two mainstay starters. Now they fighting to see who could get the play. You know what? I The crazy thing is I think the Yankees, and this is coming from a Yankees fan, I, I don't, even with Judge, I don't know if they're if they're gonna win a World Series, yeah, they might that's true. Time to just 
you know, no cut your losses and, and rebuild this team the right way through, through think, pitching and everything else yeah. before. Like, I think now they just, at one point, I don't know about now, but at one point they just started trying to get anybody to hit home runs and go in the power route. And I don't think that works anymore. It doesn't like, work. They made some bad decisions. Like, I would tell you this, like, for one thing, about a year ago or two years ago, I would have traded Andrew Hart if you didn't plan on using him. Because Andrew Hart, to me, yeah, all these young guys, he was the best out of all of them. Remember yeah, that? Dude? Yeah, value back then. He had 30 home runs, led the league in doubles, and batted over 300, and then couldn't get fit to play the next year. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at the same thing. How much is Glaber Torres going to be worth if you trade him now? Now he's platooning with LeMahieu. He ain't going to be worth much. And I watched Jordan Montgomery today. He's terrible. The Yankees need, I think they need more pitching in terms of starting pitching, get away from the whole, my starters could go five to try to secure a win maybe if we're up and let starters pitch, you know? If the pitch count is low, let them keep pitching. Right. Instead of burning, you know, burning through all your pitches, right? Starters is only going five innings. Yankees used 12 pitches in the first two games. That's about pitch. as many players as the Mets had hit by pitches. Yeah. <laughs> These yes. Mets, they get yeah. hit early. <laughs> yeah, something something's wrong over there. Like I seen that I seen that. I'm trying to figure out what they did to the Nationals because they they hit them and apparently I was looking at something where the, the Nationals hit the Mets between this year, already starting last year, 29 times. <laughs> you can't tell me that that's a mistake of the ball. Yeah, I know this this last few they were trying to say it's the new ball and the grip and this and that but I don't know you could you could kill somebody with some of these these you know pitches they're throwing so far the Mets have been very fortunate you know you hate to see it happen but if it is gonna happen they've been very lucky so far because they had like three guys at least two of them Lindor right and the other guy yeah they got hit in the head you know, these dudes got to have I got hit up, up and in too. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Something, something going on over there. And if it is the new ball in the league, you may want to look into it. The Brewers and Cubs got something like that going on too, where where the Cubs, I think the Cubs players been hit like a ridiculous amount of times by the Brewers. And I watched like Sports Center, and it was like. Some of these pitches, I'm like, dude, if you lost control of that, I don't know how you lost control of like, like getting hit in specific, throwing behind guys and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, come on, man. If you losing that much control, you need to get out of the game. You need to throw behind the guy. Whether hitting him on the side, hitting him in the leg. Somebody, um, as a matter of fact, somebody in the Cubs got hit in the knee and had to come out of the game. And I wonder, um, that sounds like one of the worst places to be hit, right? Directly yeah. on the D with mm. an 80, 90 mile an hour hardball. Yep. That's tough. Okay. Baseball is early, though. I'm happy to see both the Yankees and the Mets both look like they, they're going to be all right. At least for now, we don't know how the pitching. It seems like the Mets seem like they probably have the better pitching. They definitely don't have the, you know, the better power lineup, but... I think pitching will win out over that power lineup. Yeah, I think it usually does anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon, early. Yep. Hey, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm hoping the Yankees can pull it together this year. At least get one more year. Well, we got to make the playoffs. You got to do. 
You got He'll do that. that. He'll do that at least. Yeah. Yeah. But guys, what do we got, man? What's it before we wrap up? What do we have with him? Everybody have something. Lee, what's your topic? For- yeah, closing states, uh, statement yeah. for me is um, just rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, right? That was terrible news to hear. And condolences to his What's going on? The score, three to one. Wow. Yeah. Theo, you got something? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't get from behind that, but it's just important for how things look his life. Uh, the way he did, uh, just peace to him, he's out of a pretty good standard. Uh, I'll try to lighten the mood, I would say, um, you know, much respect to uh, Ken Griffey Jr., who is the sixth highest player right now on the Reds roster as we speak. You know, if that makes sense to anybody out there, like, how do you do that? You know, yeah, we haven't played almost what so many years. You've been retired right now. You're the sixth highest play, highest paid player on the team right now. You know, 2022. Like, you doing something right, man, Griffey Junior. Man, that's what's up, man. Respect to that, man. You know what I'm saying? So, it's still you know, paying. Still paying him, man. Six highest player on the team. Bonilla. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh-huh. Some guys, some guys. You know what I'm saying? Had good mind, man. Good, good, good agents, man. Yeah. Hey, again, you know, again, I want to say, you know, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. And again, listen, it, look, it looks like, it looks like, um, we we kind of see where our New York basketball teams are going, what we could do with those, and I'm interested to see what's coming up with with these guys with this NFL draft soon. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. yeah. This could be, be a pivotal one for a lot of teams this year, this draft or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Agree. Yeah. But again, listen, it's great, great talking to you guys, man. Love talking yeah, to you. Yeah, man. Always. Yeah. Everybody have a good week.